More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, when faith divides. Is your faith causing conflict in your relationships? We'll help you find peace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, when faith divides, is your faith causing conflicts in your relationships? We want to help you bridge the gap and find peace while holding on to your faith. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. I say that because in the face of pressure, in the face of conflict or hostility or uh, you know, relationship conflicts because of our faith, we often feel like we've done something wrong. You know, that we're pushing our faith too hard on other people, um, that we need to kind of tone it down, keep it to ourselves. Um, you know, how do we stay strong in our faith but still pursue peace with the people that we love, especially when faith is a dividing issue in our relationships? Give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us, are your attempts to live or celebrate your faith or share your faith with others causing conflict? in your relationships. You know, maybe you feel that you are unequally yoked with your spouse. And that can be true even if you're married to another Catholic. Mm -hmm. We hear it all the time. Yes. You know, my, my spouse, my husband, my wife is, is a cradle Catholic, but we're not on the same page when it comes to our faith. And, you know, he or she is always, you know, minimizing it or, 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 or making fun of me or uh, hostile uh, or unsupportive. You know, uh, what about if your kids are pushing back against your values, your faith, or, or going to church, or maybe your adult kids uh, are living in a way that's completely contrary to the way you've tried to raise them, and your attempts to bring that up have not gone well. Uh, maybe you have to put up with friends or extended family members or coworkers who are hostile to you because of your faith or beliefs. We want to help you find ways to stay strong and still pursue peace in all of your relationships, give us a call again at 877-573-7825. Or perhaps it's even within your faith community, you know, that, that you see things differently than someone else in your faith community, and it's caused a rift between your attention in that community. That That's happened all the way back to the beginning of Christianity, where people are trying to work out their faith. Well, well St. Peter and St. Paul right. kind of went at it. Um. <laughs> they did. I mean, they, their saints' days are celebrated together. You know, it's this major feast day. I remember last year when we were at the World Meeting of Families, we were speaking at the World Meeting of Families, and they were setting up because the very next day was the Feast of St. Peter and Paul, and we were just looking at, at the grandeur 
how they celebrate this amazing feast of these two men who were such a pivotal part of our history and our faith, and yet eh, they actually really fought about some faith points. And it really goes back to the beginning of our faith, where we can just not see eye to eye with even other people of faith, never mind all the folks who aren't sharing our faith. Well, I mean, I have to chuckle because you're mentioning this, you know, yeah. in Galatians 2.11, you know, where St. Paul, you know, says, you know, when, when, when Peter came to Antioch, I confronted him face to face because he was clearly wrong. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Giving the keys to the kingdom. All right. You know. Uh, but 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 just goes to the point that faith can be, can be something. a dividing point. Yeah. And how do we negotiate those differences, whether they are with people who, uh, generally speaking, share our views, uh, or with people we care about who just really don't, uh, and are happy to let us know that they don't want anything to do with our faith or our values, or if we're going to be faithful, then they might not want to have anything to do with us. 877 573 Seven eight two five, and it's not just points of discussion and argument that that give us this contention between us. It's how we live. You know, how are we living out our marital vows? You know, does one of you want to live in line with church teaching, and the other one just you know wants to go get along to you know get along, you know, go along to get along kind of thing? Is it dividing you even over years because everything we went through for the last few years somehow divided you and people you care about and you don't know how to put it all back together? Have you been feeling like if you were just a better Christian, people would fall in love with God just because you smile at them and it all should go so easily and maybe it's your fault and you're feeling guilty and bad about that? And now you're realizing, oh, wait a minute, they're doing a whole show on this. Maybe maybe there's something I can learn here. Maybe it's, maybe it's not just me. We can help you out with all of these things today if you give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. The topic today, when faith divides, we're talking about those times when faith causes conflict in our relationships with those people that we care about who are close to us or who we at least have to deal with in some way. Mm, good point. And every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. Now, for folks who aren't aware of what that is, when he was the Pope, uh, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections on creation, salvation history, the Gospels, and revealed how those things can point us to God's plan for leading a more abundant life, and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that we were created to live in intimate communion with God and others, and that faith is meant to be an integrating force that facilitates those relationships. So what do we do when our faith becomes a wedge in our relationship with our spouse, our kids, or our extended family members, or our friends, we need to avoid the twin dangers of either becoming too passive or too aggressive in our attempts to respond to people's ambivalence or outright rejection of our faith. So what you're saying is we have to be passive-aggressive. <laughs> no, 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 no. Find no. that middle ground between <laughs> that passive and aggressive. That is not what I'm saying no, okay, at all. No, I, I misheard you then. No, instead, <laughs> the theology of the body points us back to the need to be loving, and responsible at all times. 
Well, to be loving in the face of faith conflicts means to be constantly doing our best to work for the good of the people in our lives. That's what being loving means, right? Um, and, and working for their good in whatever way they've left open to us. So a person might not be open to hearing about our faith, for example, but they may very well be open to all the ways we could be sharing the love of Christ with them. Likewise, being responsible, uh, especially in St. John Paul's writings, means cultivating the ability to respond in loving ways, rather than reacting in either overly aggressive or passive ways in the face of faith conflicts, or even passive-aggressive ways. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of allowing the other person's faith struggles to put us off or put us out, we need to prayerfully reflect on how we could respond to that person in a way that would open up their hearts a little bit more first to us and then to God because the faith conversation is always dependent upon the strength of our connection with that other person you know by taking this loving and responsible approach to faith conflict the Holy Spirit can use our relationships with others to soften their hearts of stone and enable us to connect heart to heart so if you are struggling because faith rather than being that integrating force in your life and relationships, uh, is causing division, conflict, uh, heartbreak, as you are met with hostility uh, or antagonism when you try to live your faith around the people that you care about or the people that you have to deal with. You know, if you feel that you are getting pushback from your spouse, uh, either in your attempts to pass the faith on to your kids or celebrate your faith at home, or the way that you're living your faith. Um, If you feel that your kids are pushing back against your values, your faith, or going to church, or you have adult kids who've rejected the faith and are living in in a manner that's very contrary to the way that you tried to raise them. Or maybe you're tired of putting up with friends or extended family members or coworkers who are hostile to you because of your faith or your beliefs. We want to help you find ways to stay strong and still pursue peace. 877 573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord and we'll start taking your calls in the name of the Father Father, and the the Son and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we thank you for this opportunity to bring to you all those people and situations where we're struggling to experience our faith as a uniting force in our life and relationships. And we bring to you all those people who are hostile or antagonistic or at the very least um, disinterested in our efforts to live our faith, share our faith, celebrate our faith. Uh, And especially, Lord, we bring to you those people who are hostile to us uh, because of the way we've lived or shared our faith. And we ask you to give us the courage to stay strong in our beliefs and our values, uh, but yet to find ways to reach to their hearts and show them that we love them, and more importantly, show them your love, so that even in these disagreements about these most important and intimate parts of our, of our lives and our hearts and souls, we can build your kingdom and connect heart to heart with others so that your grace can flow and that we can bring your love to everyone we know. We ask all this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great, pray for us. 
Today on More to Life, the show is titled When Faith Divides. We're talking about times when our faith causes conflict, especially in our relationships. You know, are your attempts to live or share your faith causing conflict in your relationships? Uh, maybe you feel that you're unequally yoked with your spouse, or your kids are pushing back against your values, your faith, or, or going to church. Uh, or maybe you have adult kids who've rejected the faith, or you have to put up with friends or extended family members or coworkers who are hostile to you because of your beliefs. We want to help you find ways to stay strong and still pursue peace. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Patricia, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Kansas. Patricia, welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Oh, good morning. Uh, Yes, I just... um uh wanted to talk to you a bit about my uh daughter and her significant other their relationship and mm-hmm. how it's affecting me um and what i need to do to be strong and continue to um live my faith and to be a good example my daughter was raised catholic and her significant other is also was raised catholic however his, when you say significant, uh, just just so I understand the nature of the relationship, when you say significant other, I mean, is this somebody she's dating? Is somebody she's living with, married to? Yes, What's the... yes um, yeah, living with, somebody okay. that she's with, and um, they probably will get married. Um, however, that also uh, was a position that I would have rather not had happen, but that's sure. the way it is. And so my... my um, question for the day is uh she was raised catholic and he is now he was also raised catholic but has decided that he um does not believe mm-hmm. okay and i want to be a good example and we're all fishers of men and my hopes are and my dreams are that that will come back around again and be um a part of his life, uh, the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. and I just Patricia. Want, um, l- let me let me jump in here, mom to mom. Here, I'm hearing you talk about her significant other, but what about your daughter? Where is she with her faith? She's living with this guy. She's accepting the fact that he's not living his Catholic faith. They're not living it together. Why do you want to do an end run around your daughter and get to this guy and try to get him to back, get back into the faith when it seems like your daughter's faith is is lagging or non-existent? Well, no, um, she she is uh, strong in her faith actually. But however, yes, she's living with him. Um, she goes to church every Sunday. He goes along with her, and he is very supportive of that. Um, so. Um, Yes, I continue to, I want to know how to be a good example for both of them. Okay, so you feel like there's some opening here because of the sacramental attendance to the Mass, but in terms of how they're living, really knowing their faith well, embracing it, it's just not really happening. So what's their relationship with you like, Patricia? I mean, how, how, how much does your daughter confide in you? How many, you know, how close would you say you are to her and her boyfriend? Oh, we're very we're very close and we're we're very uh close together and there's no um contention right now and and i want to be able to continue that and they are both very willing to listen to me 
and to uh, know my concerns. I've already told them my concerns and that what I hope for them and wish for them. And uh, So what do they say I, uh, in response to your concerns? I mean, I guess I'm just trying to understand where the conversation is at this point. Right. Uh, they... Um, they listen. They understand. They uh, are very. I'm, no, I'm interested in what their thoughts are, though. Like when when you know, when you sh- you share all that stuff with them, they listen and they understand. But like what? But they're not agreeing, right? They're not doing. Like what? What? What is their no. position? Is what I'm asking. Well, right, and that's probably something I don't really know right now. I I know my daughter's position is that she wants him to also um, uh, become Catholic. I but. Uh, I don't. I really don't know what the position is as far as I still have questions and concerns how I got to that. So I position. think that that's got to be the first step. I mean, you know. So so I mean, I'm glad. I'm. I'm. Re, you know, you're ahead of the game in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of callers in this situation, you know, their their adult kids don't want to hear anything about it. You know, they they've. Uh, and so it sounds like you know the the, the Holy Spirit's at work here. Um, there there's still you know there there's. You know, conversion is a process, right? And, and and just all of us, you know, accept the faith and accept God's grace in some ways and struggle with it in others. And then your, you know, your daughter's no different. Your and her boyfriend is no different. Um, but but there, the op- there's an openness here that that I we don't see a lot of times when people call in about these kinds of issues. So that's terrific. Um, but I do think that the next step has to be listening. You know, because we can tell people lots of things. Um, in fact, I was having a conversation with a pastor one time, um, who, you know, and, and I was asking him, well, how do you talk to people, how do you talk to people about this controversial issue? You know, and he said, well, they, they know what the church teaches about that, you know, as, as if somehow, you know, just knowing is enough, right? The next step after, after telling somebody what the church is, is, is saying, well, but clearly there's a part of you that there's at least a part of you that doesn't agree with this or that struggles with it. Can you help me understand where you're at? You know, what questions do you have? What, what struggles do you have? What's, what's making it difficult for you to swallow this? You know, I'd really just like to understand kind of where you're at with the whole thing. And also just what's your understanding of it? Because, you know, a lot of people think that they know the teaching of the church. So they'll know that somebody along the line told them that sex outside of marriage is bad. That's all they know. They don't know why. They don't know what the church is trying to give and them. As far in as that. they're concerned, they're... it seems good. So yes. they don't understand how you could say that. You know, it just you just seem out of touch. So there's no depth. There's just a statement that sort of drifted in the air like a bunch of dust bunnies in the sun, and they really don't have a relationship with it or an understanding of it. So Patricia, I, I think the next step is really finding out, you know, where they're at with all of this. You know, how do they, you know how do they reconcile the way they're living with what they say they believe? You know, uh, or at least your daughter, for sure. And you know, how do how does your your you know, how does her boyfriend reconcile the fact that he he you know certainly respects your daughter enough to want to go to church with her, even though he says he's really kind of struggling in his faith and doesn't really believe it anymore. Kind of where is he at? I think really understanding you know what their experience is, what their story is, what their struggles are would be the next step. And, and once you get that information, give us a call back and we can talk about how to respond to it. But but the first step is really just listening and not necessarily, uh, you don't have to have an answer for everything that they bring up. In fact, it's better if you don't. It's better if you just let them talk and, and really ask those questions and say, you know, I, I really just want to understand where you guys are at. You know, because on the one hand, it seems like you're really super faithful. On the other hand, it really seems like you're struggling with these things. And I just really want to understand what's going on. Help me Help me see where you're at and appreciate where you're coming from. 
Uh, and then, you know, just, well, thank you for sharing that. You know, don't, don't try to talk them out of it. Don't try to, you know, see, take the long view on this, right? And then, you know, once you get that information, either call us back or take, you know, uh, take a look at some other resources that you're familiar with that can help answer or some of those questions or help you go a little bit deeper. But the next step really is opening up your heart to hearing what they have to say. All right, we've got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about times when faith divides. Is your faith causing conflict in your relationships? Maybe your attempts to live or share your faith are, are, are causing your spouse to be upset with you or your kids to reject you, your adult kids to reject your faith or your friends or coworkers or extended family member to give you grief. We want to help you stay strong in your convictions, but find ways to pursue peace as well. Give us a call. The number is 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. That's eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We come back. We'll be taking your calls. Stick around for more. More to life in just a minute. Are you ready to spread your wings? Wings is the weekly newsletter that's packed with exclusive news, program information, features, and updates of all that's going on at the Global Catholic Network. To sign up, go to EWTN.com, click subscribe, enter your name and email address, and you'll start getting your wings every week. Get your wings today. It's the weekly newsletter from EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students. Pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plan, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right. Pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton. Some of our children. Tell you this. Two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today our show is titled When Faith Divides. We're talking about those times when faith causes conflict in our relationships. Uh, Whether that's conflict with somebody who doesn't share our faith uh, or someone who does. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, there's plenty of of faith conflict even in the church. So much. Um, but we want to help you stay strong in your convictions, but still find ways to pursue peace in your relationships. So call up and share. Are your attempts to live your faith or share your values causing conflict in your relationships? You know, maybe you've got a spouse that is just not on the same page and you're 
you know, going at it with each other. Your kids are pushing back against your faith or values, or your adult kids have rejected your faith, or any other conflicts that are if being in, fed by your faith. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Damon Owens from Joyful Ever After. Hey, Damon, welcome to More to Life. Hey, sorry about that. I got uh, connection finally made. Glad to be with you. Well, glad you could be with us. So, you know, you wanted to share some insights from the theology of the body on, on, on managing faith conflicts. Yeah, it's such a beautiful topic and so complex, and I'm glad you guys are addressing it, because so much of it depends on our relationship with the person and the dynamic, right? On one hand, the scriptures tell us that uh, Jesus himself says, I've come to divide, where mothers against children, fathers against sons, and spouses. So there's sort of this division reality of when we are embracing our faith, and yet we're called out to proclaim the gospel to all the world. And I think there's a balance here with um, what we need to live a life in true relationship with the Lord, right, a faithfulness, and the reality of the relationships that we have that either draw people to Christ, or sometimes these relationships can draw us away from Christ. So there's a real attentiveness that we need, and certainly expertise from, from folks like you all to help us, at, whether we're talking about, like the last caller, our own children, whether it's a spousal relationship of being unequally yoked, or whether it's a friend and we're strong in the faith and we're trying to draw them in and pray them and you know appeal to the guardian angel. That dynamic, you know, knowing the reality of the relation, is really the first step, and then assessing our strength, our faithfulness, our relationship with the Lord, and recognizing whether we need to be strengthened by maybe separating for a while or by being more attentive to the Lord, or whether we need to, in our strength, share that faithfulness uh, with other people. So it's a really living reality of how our faith that we've received without cost is meant to be shared without cost, but certainly not by losing it. Well, one of the things that we talk a lot about, especially in relation to this topic, is the idea that our relationships have to be deep enough to contain the conversations we want to have. Uh, and mm. in too, too often we, we try to, we have a relatively shallow relationship, or at least a shallower relationship with somebody, and we're trying to talk about these deep things. What do you think about that idea mm. about needing to work on the relationship so that we can have more effective conversations about these kinds of issues? Boy, that's beautiful. I, I knew you guys for years. That, that's, that's new into my ears and, and certainly to my heart, but I, it rings true, right? If the depth of the relationship will determine, the depth of relation determines the depth of the relationship, which then determines the depth of the kind of conversations that we can have. That, that, is, that is profoundly true. And I think in our zeal, we can sometimes overextend beyond, you know, wanting to share something that really isn't ours at this point, and it comes off very cold, it comes off, you know, accusing, it comes off condescending, and yet at the same time, we can be full of the Lord and being able to, to share that in a very attentive way, in a very loving way, and still be received by yeah. someone in that I way. i got 10 so, seconds, Damon. i got to jump in. But thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure talking with you. We always appreciate your insights. Give us a call, folks. We're talking about faith conflicts and relationships. Do you rely on energy drinks to give you a boost? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. 
Sales of energy drinks continue to grow rapidly, up to $20 billion yearly. Manufacturers are often promoting these drinks as a healthy alternative to other drinks like sugary soda and sports drinks. Energy drinks can be low in sugar and calories but are high in caffeine. Some 12-ounce energy drinks have 200 milligrams of caffeine. That's about the same as two Red Bulls, two cups of coffee, or six cans of cola. Drinks have even been included in some school lunchrooms. So what's the big deal? Adults should have no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. And doctors recommend that for kids age 12 to 18, no more than 100 milligrams a day. Under age 12, no caffeine at all. It's easy to bust through these suggested amounts daily. Heart and sleep issues can arise. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on energy drinks at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. Ah, oh, I love reverence. Wherever I go in the world, I usually go to visit the religious buildings. And no matter what I see, I see reverence. Awe. I've been in temples and mosques where I saw more reverence and awe of God than I see in Christian churches, even sometimes in Catholic churches. Oh, yes. Let me say it. When I was a boy, Catholics were much more reverent and respectful in church. You never, ever spoke in church. I was a young priest. A man had a heart attack at the beginning of Mass. I stopped the Mass. We prayed for the man while the police were coming, the ambulance. They removed him from the church. He didn't die. Not one word was spoken. The police officers and the ambulance attendants who came whispered, respect. I wish it were true today. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. St. John Bosco is an important saint for Catholic families. Although he wasn't a parent, he was renowned for being a compassionate Christian teacher and the founder of a religious order dedicated to helping and educating children. At the time, people believed that children were little better than animals who responded only to physical punishment and harsh correction. One day in prayer, St. John Bosco received a heavenly vision where the Blessed Mother told him that children should be corrected not with blows, but with sweetness and charity. Deeply moved by this vision, Bosco developed an approach to discipline he called the preventive system, in contrast to what he considered to be the heavy-handed repressive system of his day. He taught his followers that even the most willful, defiant children would offer their heartfelt obedience if they were treated with love and respect. And not only did his approach work, but it raised a saint. His student, Saint Dominic Savio, is often called the first fruit of the preventive system. To learn more about Saint John Bosco and his preventive system, check out our book, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, or visit CatholicHOM.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today our show is titled, When Faith Divides. You know, very often our attempts to live our faith, to share our faith, to pass our faith on to our kids or grandkids, um, result in tension, conflict, division. 
and it's hard to know how to deal with that and the hurt that comes from it. If you are struggling in your marriage with your spouse because you feel unequally yoked, even if you know they were raised Catholic, but they don't really—they're not on the same page with you. Uh, maybe your kids are pushing back against your faith or your values, going to church, uh, relating to God, or your adult kids have altogether rejected the faith that you tried to raise them in. Perhaps you have to put up with friends or extended family members or coworkers who are hostile to you because of your faith, beliefs, or convictions. We want to help you find ways to stay strong, but still pursue peace and connection with the people in your life. The number 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Sharon, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New Jersey. Hey, Sharon, welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi, good morning, Greg and Lisa. Um, my my question is, I have a, a trans gender daughter she came out in 2013 in her sophomore year of college how old is she now now she's she's going to be 31 in august okay um so when she came out in 2013 i uh i was um, she was raised catholic we're catholic and uh you know she had said she she came out and she said that um by us going to church we were not supporting her so for three years I stopped going to church, and then um, I got cancer. I wound up back in church again, and I spoke with the Monsignor and the priest about this. And, um, you know, they they convinced me why I should come back to, to Mass, and I've been back ever since. But there's a big strain with my relation, our relationship with her. She's now, she's not living home with us. She's living somewhere with her boyfriend. We have... Um, contact with her and very strained communication um it's not there's no there isn't any conflict it's it's peaceful it's just that she feels that we're not supporting her by the just by the fact that we still go to we still go to mass we go to church we're practicing catholics um she believes in jesus i don't know about the boyfriend he's not he wasn't raised with any kind of religion um and I guess the word is antagonistic, but I sure, can I ask? Can I ask just, just so I'm, just so I'm just so I'm clear on because because of course we use language differently now. I'm trying to, when you say that she's living with her boyfriend, uh, is was she a biological male or or and, and is now trans, transitioning to female, or are you saying that 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 she is biologically a woman and living with a boyfriend? She is. She's adopted. We adopted her from Colombia as a female. Okay, so she bi- biologically she's feeling. Okay, and, and yeah, she's not gone not through any kind of any surgery. Okay, um, all right. Um, so, so, so the question is, you know, how do you support her? I, I, well, so the, I, there are sort of two questions here. Right? There's the how do you support her without supporting her lifestyle, which is what you asked our screener. But then there's also the how do you deal with her saying, you know, accusing you of not being supportive of her because you're still going to church. Um, is which which of those questions would you would be most helpful for us to deal with? Probably the one, how can I be supportive when I still want to, you know, I'm, I'm a practicing Catholic. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing for me. Okay. Well, let's, let's start there then. I mean, you know, and I'll, I'll try to touch on the other one as well. Um, in, in our book, having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with adult sons and daughters, 
that's that's the title. It's a little long, but it tells you what the book's about. <laughs> uh, we talk about the difference between accompaniment and approval. You know, especially under Pope Francis, we hear a lot about that word accompaniment. Um, and and it's you know it's a good idea, but it's tough to do in practice because we're we can we're concerned like you are, with the idea of you know giving approval or or even even sort of this implicit approval, of our adult kids' choices that are contradictory to our faith or values. How do we accompany adult kids without approving of what they're doing? Uh, we go into more detail in the book, but the, the, the short version is this. Behind every choice, behind every behavior, even the, the destructive, offensive, obnoxious behaviors that we all engage in, is some intention, some positive intention or need attempting to be expressed. Okay, so your daughter who is wrestling with these very serious identity issues is, is dealing with a lot of pain and, and she's trying to figure out who she is, what it means to be her, um, what, it, what it means to, to relate to another, to, to, to another person. Um, you know, she wants to find love and acceptance. Those are all good things, right? Those are things that we all want. Now, you can validate that. You can say, you know, look, I appreciate you trying to figure out who you are and what it means to be you and to, to find acceptance and to find love and to be in relationship with another person. Those are all beautiful things, and I support your desire to fulfill those needs. I struggle with the way that you are choosing to pursue those needs. I am concerned that the way that you are trying to pursue those goals is actually hurtful to you and will, and will prevent you from being able to actually meet any of those needs. I, am, I, I worry, and I really do believe that the way you're going will not enable you to fulfill those things. But I support your desire to fulfill those needs, and I support the fact that you have those needs. Right? That's what accompaniment looks like. Okay? You step back and you step away from the behavior and you say, what is my daughter trying to do by acting like this? You know, what are the needs she's trying to meet or the intentions she's trying to serve, the positive intentions she's trying to serve by making these choices? I don't support the choices. I'm afraid that the choices will actually prevent her from getting those needs met. But I can understand why she has those needs and those desires, and I can, I can accompany that and even affirm the goodness of those root desires or intentions. That's how we accompany without approving. right? So you can have conversations where you validate what she's trying to do while raising your concerns about the way she's trying to do it. Now, in terms of the, of the church thing, um, I, I, you know, when it comes up when she says, you know, you're not supporting me because you're still going to church, um, I, I would just challenge her directly on that and say, I, I love you, um, but that's really controlling. You know, you, you're, you're, you're telling me, it's as offensive to me as, as, it, as, as, it, as it is offensive to you for me to, for me to say you can't be who you are. Yeah, you're saying you want my full support and who you are. Well, everything about me is Catholic, loves Jesus in the Eucharist, needs my faith. And I stepped away from that because I love you so much and I actually ended up sacrificing who I was. What, what if I said years. to you, daughter, that you have to stop being transgendered for three years so that I would be in relationship with you? That's what, because that's exactly what she asked. She she said you have to stop being Catholic in I mean, order to have a relationship with. And you actually did it 
for three years. You know, I, I, I would I would really point that out to her and say, look, I, I'm you know I'm not going to leave my faith. That doesn't have anything to do with my inability to support you. In fact, it has everything to do with my 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 desire to stay in with you and and to share my love and God's love with you. But you you know you telling me to not be Catholic is as offensive to me as it is to you for me to say stop being who you are. It's actually more so because you know you're rejecting me. You're rejecting God in a way that He presents Himself from the beginning of of Christianity, and it's really hurtful that you don't respect who I am. Yet you're demanding respect and support from me. So we need to figure out a way to love each other for where we're at, and start there. Okay, and that's where the accompaniment versus approval piece comes in. Now we talk about all of this a whole lot more in having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with adult sons and daughters. I think you can start to run with some of the suggestions we've made here, but it, it gets tricky, you know, and so we do talk through this specifically in the book. And you can find having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with her adult sons and daughters at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. Sharon, I hope that these will give you some st- uh, some uh, some steps to take uh, to begin working on the relationship a little bit more. Um, and thank you so much for the call. We've added your family to our More to Life prayer list. 877-573-7825. We're talking today about those times when faith divides. Uh, is your faith causing conflict in your relationships? You know, We want to help you stay strong in your convictions, but s- still pursue peace. 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Matthew chapter five, verses eleven and twelve. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and falsely utter every kind of evil against you because of me. Just as they persecuted the prophets before you, rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. You know, it's important to remember this. Uh, it's not it's, it, it's not easy. No, and it's hard to say, well, we have to wait all the way till heaven. We have to go through this here. And but. sometimes we do need to reflect a little bit on how we've come across and, and make sure that, you know, we are doing our best to share our faith and share Christ charitably with others. Um, but even when we don't do that perfectly, you know, God still respects our desire to share him and to share our faith with others. Uh, and he is right here with us when we are persecuted for that effort. If you are finding yourself in that position, know that God loves you. He is blessing you. And we're here to help. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. As a Catholic dad, I know how frustrating parenting can be, but it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert support with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. 
In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along with each other and love the Lord, downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, a supportive community of faithful Catholic parents, and tons of other benefits, like my Bedatitudes podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today on More to Life, when faith divides, is your faith causing conflict in your relationships? Whether that is the way you're trying to live your own faith or share your faith with others, faith can often be a flashpoint. And if that's happening in your marriage, your family life, or your extended family or friendships, we want to help you stay strong in your convictions but still pursue peace in your relationships. How do we do that? Well, let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Terry, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Georgia. Hey, Terry. Welcome to More to Life. Good morning. Good morning. What can uh, we do for you? I'll try to uh, I'll try to be as non-confusing because it's kind of a weird question. Well, it, it, it seems very straightforward because you were sharing with our screener that, that you're Protestant and you're married to a Catholic. Yes, sir. Um, but that your in-laws well, are kind of kind of kind of argumentative. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, she, she of course uh, there's always a certain amount of animosity because my wife is now uh, practicing Protestant. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, you know, but that's not the question. I, you know, I have, yeah. I, I, I can get the the typical Protestant jabs. <laughs> but the question is, uh, and the contention is, uh, our child was baptized according to the Presbyterian Church. My okay. in-laws, both my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, and her oldest sister, I guess you would call it clandestinely baptized our child without our knowledge in the supposedly Catholic. And I did a little research, and since we did not give our consent, it's an invalid baptism according to the Catholic rite. That's correct, yeah. I do not know. And, and also, I no I'll also throw this out just, just to editorialize. Also unnecessary because uh, the church recognizes yeah. Christian baptism as long as it uses the formula, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a valid baptism, and, and whatever whatever Christian denomination you are in. And that's the bone of contention. They declare quite proudly that uh, they baptize the child. And when I ask 
<laughs> mass have the birth certificate, you know, the baptismal certificate, they're, they kind of like redirect me, which means they didn't go to a priest, and they did it on their own. Yeah. And I also know that's against... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so in emergency situations, somebody who is not a priest or deacon can, a Catholic who is not a priest or deacon can baptize as long as they use the, the, the formula, and it's a valid baptism. Yes, but but this was this was an absolutely illicit and inappropriate uh, you know, attempt, though, on their part. So you have my total support in what, in what you're saying. So what's your question? The question is, how should I approach it? Right now, I just kind of like, you know, let it fall off like water off a duck's back. I I don't try to create a conflict, but they are very persistent about bringing that up almost every time we see them. About that that particular issue? Like, like they'll just say, hi, Terry, you know, what do you think about the fact that we baptized your kid Catholic? I mean, how does this even come up? It, it, it almost puts me in the mind of uh, a schoolyard bully. We baptized your kid. You know, uh, I'm going, okay, he was already baptized. Uh, yeah. And your point is? <laughs> yeah, so here's, I my, my feeling is, Terry, this isn't a religion problem. This is a, this is a... Uh, well, I'm not going to say it. it's a mental health problem. I, I think I, I'm, definitely a respect problem. It's a re- definitely a respect problem, yeah. and and possibly you know the, your your wife's family are a bunch of narcissists. I mean, this is not this is not a Catholic thing, right? You know, any uh, you know th- there would be no normal tension, right, uh, between parents who raised a, a daughter to be a faithful Catholic who then leaves the faith. I mean, they're, they're, that, that that hurts, and you can appreciate. I, I can hear in your voice you can appreciate that, and and you recognize that there's going to be some tension there. Um, sure, but the, but when you when there's respect in a relationship, people try to see the truth and the goodness and the beauty of the things that each other finds true, good, and beautiful, right? And so, you know, you would at least ideally, if they were if these were healthy people you were talking about, you'd be able to have respectful discussions about this. You know, tell me what you think about this. Where are you at in your faith journey? How can what can we share together? Um, you know, let's talk about those differences and how we can try to bridge those as best we can. You know, they would also respect the boundaries that you set, where you know you're, you're not you're not raising your child Catholic, so there's no reason that they would be baptized in the church. I mean, you know, so th- what the, the problem I see here, this is not a religious difference issue. This is a failure of respect. It's possibly uh, a very toxic, narcissistic family that is, has no respect for your boundaries whatsoever. Uh, they're bullying. Um, so, I mean, I'm speaking as a Catholic, I certainly sympathize with the idea of, you know, wanting you to be Catholic and wanting your kid to be Catholic and wanting your wife to come back to the church. But this ain't a way to do it. Uh, and I fully support, you know, your need to set very strong boundaries with this family uh, and really talk and pray with your wife about, you know, how much you can be around them and still feel safe. And what I mean by that is, you know, come away from an encounter with them uh, and not feel like you have to put yourself, spend the rest of the day putting yourself back together again. You know, uh, so, you know, because if, 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 if that means limiting your relationship to, you know, 15 minute phone calls and they don't get to see the grandkid, then maybe that's what has to happen because um, this is not appropriate in any way. It's, it's spiritually abusive. It's psychologically abusive. It's just mean. Um, there's nothing healthy about the way they're approaching you in this. I, 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 you know, again, as a Catholic, I respect their desire to want you and everyone in the whole world to be Catholic. Especially you guys the and the grandchildren, but it's definitely not the way to do it. I mean, I'm sure you've probably done this already, Terry, because it sounds like you've done a good amount of research into this. You really care about this situation and, and that's the relationship. Res- and that's respect, that by is the way. respect. 
But if you haven't done it yet, you know, you're saying words at them. They've got their own thoughts. You may want to go to the EWTN website, especially look under Catholic Answers. But look at that and and find the printed words that say that we that we absolutely Christian baptism is across the board, valid Christian baptism and print it out. And if they start with you, say, don't argue with me, argue with your own church. But this seems to go much, much, much deeper than Yeah, this. I mean, I, I don't think this is an argument you can win. Because this is, this is, not, this is not an intellectual argument. This is a, this is a, they want what they want. They want it the way they want it. And they're going to push it on you whether, you whether you accept that or not. And that's why I'm saying I think the ultimate answer here has to be really looking hard at the kind of boundaries you need to set, not just because of these religious differences. My, my presumption would be that, that if this was any other issue that, that you really disagreed with them strongly on, they would still try to push their agenda on you. Yeah, I think that's very much the possibility. I mean, if they were coming to you and saying, you know, Terry, we're brokenhearted that our daughter has has joined your church and left ours. We're brokenhearted that you've given your child baptism in your church, but that means that our grandchild won't receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist or be able to take advantage of the sacrament of reconciliation or just know the joys of what the church has been teaching since Jesus founded it. And we're heartbroken. How can we work on this together? Where can we find common ground? Are, are there possibilities here? That would be a loving conversation where they're sharing their hearts and their commitment to their faith and what it gives to them with you, respecting you as their daughter's husband yeah. and their child's this father. It's a hard conversation, but it would at least be doable, right? Um, but this way, they're, they're just, like I said, it's, it's spiritually abusive, it's, it's relationally abusive, it's bullying. I, This speaks to some deep toxicity in the family, and and I I really just encourage you to look hard at at setting boundaries uh, with these folks because there's there's nothing healthy about any of this. And it speaks to a lack of understanding about the faith in general on their part. It sounds more like they're doing a spiritual tug of war over your child, and they think... You know, well, if we baptized your children as a ca- child as a Catholic, then it invalidates what you're doing, and we somehow, you know, created we some win. magic spell over them that'll make them Catholic forever. It's a complete lack of understanding of faith, and it's certainly a lack of understanding about relationships. Well, and I want to I want to get off the word understanding though, because it's not it's not even that it's a perversion uh, of it, mm. and and it's a, it's it's that's why I say it's spiritually abusive, right? Because it's it's using something that's meant to be a, a conveyance of grace uh, and a statement of of communion uh, as a gotcha. Uh, and that's really evil, frankly. You know, so, Terry, I, you know, I, I, all of this is to say, you know, I, I'm really sorry that you're going through that. You deserve better um, from your Catholic in-laws. And, uh, you know, we as Catholics need to do a way better job at, at respecting um, other people, uh, even as we stay faithful to our own convictions and, and, have, and, and make sure that we're having the kind of conversations that Lisa was just suggesting instead of uh, bullying people, but again, that, that, I don't think I don't think this is a religious difference. This is a mental health issue, ultimately, because uh, we see this in marriage all the time. You know, where you know you have some where one spouse who is does not share the faith, um, but then there are so there are couples where that where that where that works. Okay, you know, it's still a challenge, but the 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 unchurched spouse or the differently churched spouse supports their mate uh, as best they can whereas other spouses uh, it becomes a flashpoint and and in every case it's always because not of a religious issue but a failure of respect in the relationship and that's what i'm seeing here you know that that same unwillingness to see anything that's good about where you're at or what you're doing or what you're trying to do and meet you where you are uh instead they they, they are trying to use their quote-unquote faith as a as a cudgel 
uh, to beat you with. Uh, and there's just nothing appropriate or healthy about that. And I just encourage you to set whatever boundaries you need to set with them because they're not, they're not healthy people. All right, that's all the time we've got for today's program. Thanks so much for joining us. And if there's more we can do to support you in all those situations where faith is a dividing issue instead of a uniting one, we are here for you. You can learn more about all the resources we discussed on today's program, including our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Adult Sons and Daughters, at catholiccounselors.com, where you can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice where you can work with a faithful professional catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage family or personal life in the light of god's grace learn more at catholiccounselors.com and then get out there and celebrate the life god has for you because you know what with his grace there really is so much more to life have a blessed day and thanks for tuning in you've been listening to more to life with dr greg and lisa popcheck More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.